It's free agency Friday on Locked On Coyotes. We are going to talk about three NHL free agents the Arizona Coyotes should chase ahead of the upcoming season. That's all on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. That's Matthew Jacobson right beside me. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. we got a great show for you guys. Today's episode, it is Free Agency Friday. We're going to take a look at just a few players the Arizona Coyotes can chase after this up coming off season matthew uh let's 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 get right into it mm-hmm. my first pick because this is interesting i was watching a video earlier today that actually mentioned this player and that's 32 year old defenseman jake gardner who played for the carolina hurricanes big kid you know six foot two 203 pounds obviously not a kid anymore he's just 32 years old uh former first round draft pick but looking at it he hasn't played in a couple of years due to injury and a guy like that definitely is probably if he can play obviously I, i'm not gonna pretend to know the extent of his injuries but if he is trying to make a comeback at the nhl level it would make a lot of sense for a lot of other teams that are trying to compete right now to be a little weary of whether or not to sign him and since the arizona coyotes love bringing in veterans they love bringing in guys that they can try to you know reclamation projects uh just see Worst case scenario, if you sign him to a one-year contract, it doesn't work out. You can just let him walk in free agency. But best case scenario, that can turn into some free draft capital at the trade deadline as well as a good veteran presence in the locker room. So that's my basic mindset behind this. But I, I want to hear your thoughts on this pick. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like Jake Gardner is a really good person to go after. Um because of what you said, you know, and the idea that someone can rebound off of, you know, off of injury or, you know, for in, in the past, it's been the Coyotes picking up players who just haven't been playing well on, on, on their former teams. They get picked up by the Coyotes and they get a chance. They're given an opportunity to rebound and really find themselves. The Arizona Coyotes is the perfect team to do that. So I feel like, you know, um it's it's a good target for uh for the coyotes to go after but also i do think it's a smart it'd, it'd be a smart move to sign of the coyotes if you're gardener because you see the opportunity you've seen what you know signing that the coyotes have done for a player like i'm gonna go ahead and say it's shane gothis bear what you know how, you know his rebound that he did after he got traded away for not for for nothing from from uh philadelphia over to over to arizona and he has a massive rebound and you know, I think I think uh, Gardner can be the next, you know, the next one. Yeah, and I was looking over his stats, and while he's not quite the goal scorer that Gosses Bears, his best season was a 10-goal season in 2013-2014, looking at this list, he very consistently uh, is around 20 assists per season, minus in 2017-18, we had 47, 
in the season prior, 2016-2017, where he had uh, 34 assists. He's someone that definitely, looking at those numbers, facilitates the puck better. Uh, I'm also trying to look at some of these special teams numbers where he's getting power play points, averaging somewhere around 10 power play points per season. And again, he's coming off of injury, but if you can get some of that back, if if he bounces back, if he's good to go this season, if he's not, obviously it doesn't happen. But if he is good to go this season and you can add a guy that can get you, let's say five goals, I'm not going to expect too much out of him, but can get you around 25, maybe 30 assists, that really helps out your, your blue line. That helps facilitating on the power play. It makes it to where you don't need to rush one of the kids. You don't need to force the young defenseman on the blue line. And I, I know that they've put up a couple too many roadblocks to, to some degree uh, with veterans on the on the blue line as of the last couple of years. But it's, it's kind of by necessity. There aren't very many good defensive prospects in the system. They definitely need to restock the cupboards there. They've been doing good offensively and okay with goaltending. they got a couple of kids that like Anson Thornton. They're essentially a walk-on. They didn't have to waste a draft pick on him, but – Someone like this, I think, probably fits that mold pretty well, like a one-year contract. Maybe he'd want the extra year, but definitely we'll have to have a conversation at some point about whether or not we agree with the notion that the, the current arena situation might make some free agents shy away. But for guys like this that might just be looking for a one-year contract, prove that they're still NHL players, I just I think this is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think um, that's the very reason why you know I don't think you know, the Coyotes will unfortunately don't have a chance of going, you know, going up against and spending willy-nilly on any top free agents, even like mid, like, like, like high, like, you know, high mid-level free agents. And I'm not saying, you know, Gardner is not there and you know, up there in any way. I'm just saying that, you know, you know, because of what, you know, his history and everything like that, that um, it provides that opportunity and that he'd be more willing to take that kind of chance to you know play for the coyotes when they are as you said in the arena situation as they are right now um again i i'll reiterate what you just said too defense i think that's the biggest thing you know i feel like the coyotes need a strong you know a you know someone who could potentially be a strong a solid defenseman we really don't know what he can be but if the potential's there i'm for it um especially because as you just said the defense right now is just so like it it's just not there i don't think it's strong enough i mean yes i love yusuf valamaki and what he did last season uh jj Moser had a fantastic season but who else besides that right <laughs> like you had some surprising pairings but like they had short shelf lives i was it? it was nemeth and brown was a really good pairing for a while like, but it's also Good in the context of compared to the expectations. Um, I think it was ne- or Nemeth and Brown. Uh, there, there was a couple of different pairings that were just kind of weird that you got some results out of. But I think that Gardner is probably just better than a couple of the defensemen on the roster. Um, I, I, I know plus minus is the team stat, and a lot of people hate this stat. But to me, you're part of the team out there, and it also is a good indicator of whether or not your offense is decent versus uh, limiting some of those shot opportunities. It's very feast or famine, where it's like either you're negative 23 or positive 24. Uh, looking at overall his career, he's probably averaging right around like a negative 12 to a positive, you know, eight or nine, to where it's like he 
definitely is more of an offensive defenseman than a pure defensive defenseman, but it seems like any other numbers I've seen and anything else I've heard about him is not bad defensively, uh, per se. But there's definitely going to be a, a lot of the uh, reclamation aspects when it comes to trying to bring him in. Then again, it also has to do with the injury. It's not like trying to pick on the guy or anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 a risk that um, you know. I, I would consider it um, a potential, like potentially a a calculated risk for the Arizona Coyotes. That you know they see the potential that's there, but they very well know they're you know they could potentially picking up a guy who is potentially damaged goods. Yeah, and look, one year, uh, 1.5, or even if you want to give him one year, $2 because he's a veteran, you can afford to do that if you wanted to. It also helps you, say, uh, around the salary cap floor you'd like to be. Not really a whole lot of risk to it, but he'd probably get a little bit less than that anyway. Um, but you know, speaking of not a whole lot of risk, we got a good spot, uh, you know, first sponsor spot. So there you go, Robin. Take it away. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get we're, we're gonna go in and get to that uh, that sponsor spot. And I want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your active wear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this, premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine with the unique built-in liner. These shorts offer the ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable even most during the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird Dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping the beat. Designed of pockets that actually work, Bird Dogs give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. Bird Dogs are made of premium, breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities, perfect for the trails, the gym, simply just lounging around. Bird Dogs are the shorts you've been searching for. Order your pair of Bird Dogs today and join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter the promo code LockedOnNHL and get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort, performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. So let's go ahead and and uh, and move on. We you know we pretty we went pretty extensively with uh, with, with the, uh, the the with that potential you know calculated risk for Jake Gardner, but now let's go ahead and uh, you know go to a different uh, position group on this one and uh, let's. Let's let's get let's kind of go with the idea. The Coyotes chase after a goaltender, and the goaltender we have in mind, Alex Dedalkovich. Yep, it, it's uh, and I know Bill Armstrong said that Vamelka is part of the core. Personally, I just I, I still stand by this before my own personal channel. I just think he's too old to be part of the core. And goaltending, as we saw with Colorado, which is also a quote that I've essentially stole from the hockey guy, you show and you can get that last. But should they decide to move on from Famelka, Connor Ingram is not guaranteed to come back. He's an RFA, so they do have a little bit of a retainment on him. As well as Ivan Prozatov is probably going to need that opportunity to take a step up next season and take a little more uh, responsibility at the NHL level. That being said, you also don't want to be in a position to where you have to force him to do that and then you're kind of in no man's land. And sure, you technically could try to get like Aiden Hill back. But one goalie I like is Alex Adelkovich right here. 27 years old, so I do believe he's the exact same age as uh, Karel Vomelka. He's coming off a rough year. It is uh, a down year. So with Detroit, 15 games, he had a 5-7-2 record, 3-5-3 goals against, and an 8-9-5 save percentage down from a 9-1 season prior. And goals against went up 
from a 331. And then with Carolina the year before, phenomenal in 23 games, 15 wins, 190 goals against, 932 save percentage. This, this kid is good. Well, he's literally the same age as me, but it's a good player. I'm not sure if he just didn't work in Detroit. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a big Detroit fan and watch all their games, but I'm not sure if it just he he didn't work there or the the defensive scheme or he just had bad games when he played or if it was a step back for him and maybe Carolina was ahead of the game on something. But all, all signs kind of point towards this goalie still probably a good goaltender that had a bad year. If he comes to the desert on a one-year contract, can the Coyotes work their magic yet again? And with how good they've been with waiver claims and free agent you know, grabs for goaltenders, I think this makes a lot of sense, especially when his value is probably lower than he would like it to be after this most recent season. What do you got to lose coming to Arizona for one season while they're still trying to go on that uptick or trying to get better and trying to show that you are still an NHL-level goaltender? Because I still think he is. I just think last year was a bad year. Absolutely, and I'm and, and I'm and I'm looking too at. Um, I look at his stats and I think, okay, maybe not like at this moment starter, but you want to be able to find someone who can complement um, Vemelka as much as possible, so you can so you don't have to put so much of a workload on, on Vemelka. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, you can work together. It's tandem goaltending, and I think is become a lot more prevalent to see a 1a and a 1b have them work as super well together um i really feel like um given given that right opportunity i feel like nadelkovich can actually do that um and you know you know nothing against you know connor ingram i think you know he did fine um same as uh but you know i feel like nadelkovich could really i think step it up a little bit help step it up i mean like i maybe you know, maybe he was able to pick up a couple of things while he was with uh, um, back in the AHL when he had to get sent, sent down to Grand Rapids, but we'll see. Yeah, and also, like, we'll have to do a topic on it eventually. We'll still have to figure out what the goaltending is going to look like next season. Ingram probably signs, but if you get a decent offer for his rights, you might as well, you know, take advantage of that. But if you can bring in Nadelkovich to kind of help solidify you can afford to lose either Ingram or Vamelka. Just one. You can't afford to lose both of them. Oh. But if you bring in Nettie, you can afford to lose one of those two. And let's just say that with, despite, like, Vamelka has played very well. It's also kind of spotty up and down here and there. The defense is also a little bit spotty in front of him. But overall, he's played well. Another team is interested. You can get something for him. You can essentially take the money that that he's making for the next couple of seasons and split that up amongst Ingram and Nadelkovich on shorter deals, giving you more flexibility, not only with the cap, but also the goaltending position and also making it easier to trade later. Even if you give them both like 2 million for one season, just give them, uh, obviously Ingram would get a raise and then Denny because he's, he's a decent goaltender. You're literally spending barely more than you're spending now one goalie for both of them. And then you still have two guys that isn't going to force Prozatov uh, to do anything, but let's just say it doesn't work with Nettie. Prozatov could probably come in above him, and then you just set Dukovich down for the one season, and it is what it is. And I just I don't see a whole lot of risk to it. And I'm like, kind of why not? And also, I'd probably have to get a Nadelkovich jersey. And the amount of weird 
long or or hard to spell last names we have in the mullet creases between Vamelka, between TJ Septenfelter, and then potentially between uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. It feels like we're not allowed to have goalies with uh, short names like Hill or even or uh, you know, Joseph or something. Or um, in the uh, how I would think in joking around from it for a lot of people. In the words of Chance the Rapper from Saturday Night Live, that's a nope. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I definitely I, I think that they should look at goaltending. I from what I understand, Anson Thornton should be old enough for AHL next year. He wouldn't make the NHL team, I don't think. No. Um, but you can start to develop him as a prospect. Prozatov, you want to get more NHL games, but you don't want to be stuck with if Prozatov is not what you wanted to be, you do not want to be stuck with a young goal. You don't want to throw him to the fire. You do <laughs> not want to throw him to the fire in the on on some of these really tough games. That will only harm his development. And even and then, it also harms take a long time. Because, like, let's just say Prozatov proves this season he's not the goalie, which would make me depressed. I love Ivan Prozatov. But let's just say, for sake of argument, that he shows this year he's just – he's not it. Well, do you want to be forced to have that be your backup and then – hope another waiver claim happens or try to force a trade or something like it puts you in a bad position. So I think bringing in a backup caliber goaltender, figuring out what you're doing with either Ingram or Vamilka, whichever one you decide to move on from, or even just signing Ingram and that's your, your backup option, figuring that out to put Ivan Prozatov in the spot of the third goaltender that if an injury happens, he can come up under performance happens. He can come up. There's not a whole lot of pressure. So he'd be putting pressure on himself to outplay those goaltenders to earn that spot probably puts the Coyotes in the best possible position with their goaltending and also his development. Yeah, I it's it, it really is a you know I, I really it really is a, I think over in all in all a development decision. Um, I really believe that whatever decision you make in terms of goaltending, you know, bringing in Alex Delkovic, whatever you do with Connor Ingram and Karelve Malka. I think it all is to, you know, to set the stage for, for Prospetov. I, I, I'm, I'm still a believer at this moment that he should be the next guy. Um, but we're still in waiting for that because he's still developing. Golden, and I just, I just said earlier, Golden just take a long time to develop. Um, I don't know if, you know, in year three of a rebuild is – you know, the perfect time to just throw him out to, you know, a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs or the uh, or the Florida Panthers and be like, all right, you got this. Yeah, and it's with Prozatov, like, you don't want to rush him, uh, but year three, also probably a pretty good moment to have him start take a little more responsibility. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, he's, he's a couple years younger than Vamelka, and I still stand by those couple years add up. Goaltending is a weird position. You can be elite until you're 38. You could burn out at 29. Like goaltending is one of the weirdest positions, and I don't trust it. That's why I'm so like critical on the goaltending position. Not like because I don't like Romilka or anything. So it's like if you can get even a couple years younger at that spot, that helps with the timeline even more because it helps that timeline to line up better with where the Coyotes are going to be and where they want to be. So as I would like it to be Ingram. Nettie and Prosotov, and then you move on from Vamelka, or Vamelka gets traded at the deadline this year, and the second half of next season is going to be 
Ingram and Prozatov with Prozatov getting a little heavier the load to be like, all right, let's see what you really got with another year of development. Uh, which I, I think he still needs what he's, he would still need to have a contract extension this offseason in order to do that. I think he's an RFA or he has one more year. I have to double check that. I need to fact check more things on this show, but I will do it. Gosh darn it. Uh, but as long as you get that figured out, I still believe in the kid. He, he had what, oh, yeah, 950 save percentage in the first three games he played this season, showing that he's ready to take a step. Then he took a, a bit of a step back. There were some rough games. And whether it's on him, the defense, combination of both, which is probably what it was, he now knows even more so what he has to adjust to because he played the most games he ever played at the NHL level. And I think that's going to be valuable for him this offseason. There's also the B side to the development question. I mean, you mentioned Anson Thornton probably making his way to the Tucson Roadrunners next season. But you also want to make sure the other players that are playing um, with the Tucson Roadrunners are given the opportunity to develop. And I do believe that, you know, if you don't have strong goaltending in there too, they don't get the opportunity either. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a there's a B side to that too. I mean, you know, I mean what we want to see Josh Doan and Michael Carcone together just freaking tear it. <laughs> tear I want to see Carcone at the NHL next year. I, mean, I want to see Carcone at the NHL. I feel level like too. he'll leave if we don't give him an NHL contract. Like like it I know Bunting played at the NHL level and played better than than Carcone did at the NHL level with out of the two, Sarkar Cody might be a little closer to an AHL level guy, but I still think he like should be an NHL play. player. NHL level shot. The guy is good. He should be on the team next year, not in Tucson. Oh yeah, no. Um, I mean, there's a chance he can. Be, I I think at the at the very. I I believe that now his uh his floor is a quadruple A player. He's a really a really good AHL player. But we'll we um you know still haven't seen enough at the NHL level. But I really want to see it. <laughs> I bet he'd be uh he'd be pretty good at the NHL level. Now, if you want to bet, let's do some transitions for the second ad break of this show. So we've got FanDuel Sportsbook. I actually got some experience with this one. So, ahem, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Uh, or NHL, but NBA playoffs. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet on the fir- up to $1,000. My God, that's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, and I've actually used this app a, a decent amount. I, I bet on, uh, on Mikael Bridges to be Defensive Player of the Year back in 2022. I think I, I put like five bucks on that. Uh, I was constantly betting on like it, – it lets you for football like – pick what's going to be the next play or the result of the drive uh, for the NBA. There's something kind of similar where uh, the, the players are going to score the next basket or the player that scores the most baskets or most points or most assists. If he's going to get a double, double, triple, double, whatever. So it's actually a pretty solid app. And I, I, I had some fun with it. I really did. There's no better place. Uh, to, <clears throat> there's no better place. Bet all playoff action America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel official sport official sports betting partner of the NBA. <laughs> so let's let, let's go ahead yeah. and finish things off. Once again, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere. Um, I highly encourage once you're done listening to this show to go ahead and tune into our Grow the Game series. Uh, it's 
um, it's going to be releasing later today from when this episode's being released. Um, if it's if you listen to this episode later in the day and you have not gotten to that, we highly encourage you to get to that because we talked with uh, uh, with the uh, president and founder of Arizona Warrior Hockey Charities, talked about uh, it was hockey in Arizona among the veteran community. So you'll definitely want to tune in to that episode. But let's finish things off on here, Matthew, as we talk about free agents the Coyotes can go after. Um, the last one, and... In, once you brought up Brendan Lemieux's size, I was inst- I instantly thought, Bill, I'm Bill, 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 you're gonna do it <laughs> because that is like perfectly. Like as, as a fourth liner, 215, 27 years old. So obviously, like he he's not quite a kid, not quite a vet, kind of in the middle. And also, I, I think he does have the most ears bitten uh, in the NHL, or at least he's competing with with Marchand, but. Uh, one reason I really wanted to focus on him, um, ma- mainly for personal reasons. So uh, if you're walking around the Mullet Arena concourse, it's it's the, the hallway leading up to the ASU locker rooms on the public side. So I am allowed to talk about it. Uh, he's actually a donor. He helped donate to either the Mullet Arena or the, uh, the ASU hockey franchise or both. And no, he is not related to uh, Austin Lemieux, former ASU Sun Devil. That's Mario's kid. This is... Uh, Claude's kid and Claude played for the Arizona Coyotes. Lemieux was born in Colorado, but I had to have some Coyote uh, representation with some uh, t- taking it back old school in Arizona hockey history because who else cares about that but me? And anyway, uh, you're not the AZ I, I sports guy old. for a reason, right? I'm right, but like this, this kid makes me feel old because we're the same age, and I, I hate that the 90s is so long ago, but he was. <laughs> 31st overall pick in 2014, and looking at his, his career stats, he's a bottom sixer, pure bottom sixer. The most po- uh, goals they were scoring in the season was, what, eight? And the most points was about right about 20, a little bit under 20. This is not a guy you're going to bring in and is going to score a bunch of goals for you, going to have 30 assists, 50 points. He's a guy that fits the mold that Bill Armstrong likes. He's physical. He's got size. He's got grit. He'll bite your ear. Like, you get everything you need with Brendan Lemieux. And the reason I want him is because I want another Lemieux in the Coyotes organization. And also, it, in case this is the last year of Mullet, why not have a kid that's name is literally in the building, playing in the building for a team that is occupying a spot within the building, i.e. the Coyotes. So that's my reasoning for it. There's some logic, some personal biases, they both meet in the middle. We can have another Lemieux. It's the per- it's like the perfect mix. It's you know you got the uh, yeah you got you got the you know the Bill Armstrong uh you know style, and you got the uh, the Coyotes Mullet Arena connection. Like it it just works so perfectly. Um, I would love to see it. Um, and and like you said, you know if. This is the Coyotes last year at the Mall and um, and Arizona. Who you know, like that's well, why not just you no know, make it worth it? Why not make it worth? It? I mean, obviously, I mean, we don't think it is. By the way, we want to make sure that I want to make that clear. Yeah, we, we, it's not the last season. I'm just acknowledging the what if. All right, because you have to acknowledge it. But like, also, a lot of Coyotes fans I know don't like Lemieux, uh, former King agitator gets under your skin 
I genuinely feel like he's the kind of guy that you hate when he's on a different team. You love when he's on your team. And I only care about the connection and the last name with this kid. And he just so happens to fit the Bill Armstrong mold. It's a happy little side effect. Yeah. I mean, at least, you know, I think a lot of Coyotes fans probably won't, you know, don't hate Lemieux as much as they hate another, you know, the uh, LA King player who's also kind of was a very physical player from the early 2010s. Oh, you know, the one that has a statue that, you know, I'm not, I can't make that joke on there. We'll get another note. <laughs> <laughs> can't make it. Can't do it. You know what? We're going to wrap it up for the day. All right. Those are the three free agents I wanted to look at. Robin was nice enough to be like, all right, kid, pick your three free agents. And I picked, a goalie I like, a defenseman that has a really good potential for being a reclamation project, and a son of a former player going back to the Don Maloney days. And no, Maloney wasn't the GM when Claude was here, but in terms of like getting players' kids, like there you go. There's there's all the connections in the boys' club and the if we're gonna die this year, let me have fun. There you go. That's all I got. 100%. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM SXM app. Search up Locked on Coyotes. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us as a question you might have. We might interact right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Hello.